The Pixel Hearts would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land where each member has recorded this episode. The Gadigal people of the Aura Nation, the Wadawarung, the Bunurong, and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The team would like to pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging, and recognise the sovereignty was never ceded. This continent always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hi everyone, this is Cameron from the Pixel Hearts crew, and I just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to today's episode. Recently, we were invited to take part in PAX Australia 2022, um, and we hosted two panels, and today's episode is a recording of one of those panels. This uh, panel was a lot more like our regular episodes, and was an advice panel where we had asked people who were coming along two packs to ask questions and we would answer them. Uh, our panel was a bit of a late night one, so it does get a bit rowdy and is a bit more uh, fun, but there are also some sincere questions that we try to answer in there as well. Um, and we get a little bit of audience participation. Um, we hope you enjoy it and we'll be back to our regular uh, episodes next week. as well. And to that, I will turn back to our questioner. 
So uh, in response to the pixel heart signal going up, dear pixel hearts, with certain veteran playlists going viral this year, <laughs> inquiring minds want to know, what video game soundtrack are you putting on to set the mood, or even the rhythm? <laughs> that was dulcet tones. I actually have an answer for this, and I'm worried if the mic will actually pick this up or not. But I feel like this, um, this might be uh, the vibe. <laughs> just really getting into it, and it's just the build-up, the pick-up, and then just bam. That's a good sign. Oh yeah, I, I can get that one. And it Otherwise, gets Silent Hill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Halo theme. I definitely think like Animal Crossing would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Deep guttural theme that they did for the remake, but it's sung live. So I've got the audience. Not me. No, I've got the audience. No, your partner is singing. Yeah. That means that I'm doing it right. You really want to get is like a very polite guitarist who's just like giving you your space, but in the corner, like looking away and just like serenading you. Is the guitarist also a black and white dog? Yes. Where like the music actually cuts out just for you can um, uh, cock a shotgun. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. well, you cock something. Well, now we know what to do. There it is. <laughs> All right. I, I think we thoroughly, thoroughly explored that question. Hopefully, uh, you know, you've got some good answers there. Uh, now, oh, this is a good one. Uh, this is a good one. So, uh, Ella, this, this I think is one for you. Ella, we, want, we want your straight to the point reaction to this question. Yeah, Ella hasn't yeah. seen some of these questions yet. Yeah, so, dear Pixel Hearts, how do I get a cute cosplay girlfriend? How sweary are we allowed? <laughs> just, just go. Give us your honest opinion. How do I get a cute cosplay girlfriend? I, I feel like you just need to like not be a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I feel this in my bones. I used to cosplay like in a past life, right? It was, I'm old now. But like back in the day, and you know, if people were the c word to me, I felt pretty fondly about them, to be honest with you. But the best way to get a cosplay girlfriend and a cute one, or just a cosplay girlfriend, is to cosplay yourself. So you can spend thousands of hours and thousands of dollars learning how to make costumes if you really want that. But um, you then also need to be just as cute as yes, your girlfriend. Yes, and you also can't be so you can cut. Be cute. <laughs> <laughs> the main point is no cut. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Yaya Han has this whole thing where she sells like a cosplay like 
basics. And I walked past Spotlight the other day, and it's literally just Holly phone that you could get anywhere, but it's got Yaya Han's face on it. Oh. Well, I mean, if you oh. date her, you can probably have a house too. Oh, <laughs> she had a reality TV show. You can date her two houses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, oh. to date her, you probably still have to have, you still have to not be a cunt. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's that's yeah. the yeah. fundamental yeah. point. If if yeah, for if you're here in the audience tonight, we've I, answered your. Oh yeah. I think her husband does like the video production. He does. Yeah. So it's that. So, involved. so he's a sim. There photographer. <laughs> Photographers. Every cosplayer needs a good photographer. Yeah, ah. Alright. I think we've covered this one. Yeah. Oh, wait, I also think this is the most unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all really tired. It's really late, guys. He was a nine o'clock spot. Like, what did they expect? <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, I did want to uh, mention that I think Leanne Ellery has talked about this topic before. Oh, no. And I remember a really great response you've had as well with the but are they deserving of a really cute cosplay You know what, girlfriend? yeah. If you want a cute cosplay one. girlfriend, do you deserve a cute cosplay girlfriend? Mm. Be deserving. Be deserving. Hmm. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright. Uh, on to the next one. Dear Pixel Hearts, I love my wife, but sometimes I don't feel like playing with her after a long day of life. Phrasing. Uh, and she is making me feel bad about needing alone time. Phrasing. How can I make how can I make her understand? I'm needy. I'm I'm not a good person to entertain. I think well obviously we're now getting into something that's you know a little more uh, serious and sincere um, than talking to Megalovania. Um, but I think the the core thing here is like, you know, it's okay to be able to, you know, spend time apart from each other in a healthy relationship. A healthy relationship is so important to be able to exist both as a unit, but also as separate people. And if you can't kind of, if you can't be able to, if you can't step away and if you can't let your partner have some time to themselves, it, it is a different type of toxic than, you know, the negativity. Um, you know, my husband loves to play Minecraft, and I'm not huge on Minecraft. Um, I play a little bit here and there, but I know that he needs the time to go and just mine for hours in that, and I'll go do something else in the house. And it's healthy to be able to then do that. And then I check in. I go, oh, what are you up to? He shows me what he's made in Minecraft. It's always really cool. And I've taken an interest without having to be phrasing on top of each other. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I predicted. <laughs> uh, yeah, as someone who's been on uh, both ends of this, um, as someone who... <laughs> <laughs> 9pm, people. Uh, yeah, so, uh, as someone who's been on the, the receiving and the fucking giving end. <laughs> okay, as someone who's both been uh, needing and needy and needing time away, mm -hmm. That was good. Okay, PG. Thank you. Uh, as someone who's been into that position, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> do you have a point? Or you that was right. I do have a point. I do have a point. No one uh, look at him. No one look at him. Look away. Okay, thank you. As someone who's uh, <laughs> been both needy and needing space, uh, yeah, you just kind of need to like have that discussion about what are the fundamental needs in the relationship, where it's just like. If you're anxious about your partner sort of needing that time, then like have a chat about like, 
you know, is there something that, you know, I could do to reassure you or they could do to reassure you? Is it something that, like, is, you know, do you feel jealous about the fact that they're doing this without you? Is there something that you want to share? Um, or is there just something about, like, you just need a little bit of reassurance and just saying, look, you know, the time that I spend away from you isn't time that, you know, means that I'm stewing on, on not liking you or anything of the sort. It's just I sometimes need to recharge my batteries, and I do that by playing Crusader Kings 3 for a good six hours straight. And it becomes easier with time as well. Like, you get out of, I don't know, spending a week building and showing off games at various events, and you get home and your partner goes, we're gonna build Gunblock for 12 hours straight, aren't you? And you're like, yeah, this has been that kind of week. <laughs> and it just kind of becomes something that not only do they understand, but they can predict and kind of help you move towards that meeting space that you Doctor of philosophy. Not and I, <laughs> I wish. Brain for grass. Um, so I say this with a, I, you know, I saw this on Instagram, <laughs> but it was really useful around different attachment styles. It's like psychology 101, right? And I think um, those kind of tensions come up with those different attention styles and the different needs um, and understanding different needs from one. The thing that I can actually talk about from my own research, <laughs> uh, so back in 2016 for uh, one of my earlier pieces, I interviewed women who played video games with their partners. And one of the interesting things that I uh, kind of came up is that they felt that their boyfriends were spending, were choosing games over them, for some of them, right? There was a couple of cases. And it was important to note that in those cases, is that it was for D&D and for World of Warcraft. So they are particular games that require to be dedicated to your team regularly for long sessions. Um, so I think even thinking about that and having a discussion and understanding it's like not picking, because actually if you like tease it apart, it's much more like, well, you're picking your friends over me, which happens in every relationship. Right, those tensions, and if you just talk about that and understand that, I think um, that's a bit different. I can speak more about that research later on, but let's have a let's break it down. <laughs> I think it's also important with this to make sure that alone gaming isn't the only gaming happening. Like she clearly wants to play with this person, and you need to then make sure that you are allotting time to play with them and not just being like, no, my alone time, I had to fight my alone time. And they're on the side being like, yeah, but like, if it's always alone time, then we're not really a couple. Mm. Yeah, and that's ultimately something that, you know, you can have that discussion about mm. and just ascertain, you know, where, where needs are at, mm. whether there's a way that they can be met, you know, either through some sort of compromise or some sort of solution. Maybe it's something temporary, maybe it's something that's a little bit more permanent. But having that discussion, I think, like digs down into addressing that core concern. Shall we jump to the next one? Do you think we solved that? I think we solved it <laughs> yeah. so good. It was uh, uh, multi-track drifting all the time. Perfect. Trolley problem solved. Trolley problem solved. <laughs> <clears throat> Dear Pixel Hearts, recently I brought up the very normal discussion topic of who the sexiest chess piece is. <laughs> At first, she dismissed the topic. But after a bit of thinking, and reluctant to answer, she said the queen. How do I convince my girlfriend 
that the rook is in fact the sexiest <laughs> and that the queen is a bottom tier chess wifey. I would have even accepted her saying the bishop or knight for obvious reasons. But the queen is a no. What are the reasons? This is tearing a relationship apart. Okay. I think I know why bishop. Why? Looks like a butler. Why is the queen? <laughs> <laughs> chess right. pieces are butt plugs if you're adventurous. God damn, she's right. <laughs> Wait, why is the rook better? I don't know about the rook. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on if we're sizing up. Far out. Why has this person thought so much about me? <laughs> this is the kind of thing like, that you should be stuck on tonight. <laughs> there was more that wasn't even... Yeah. <laughs> Just All wait right, till you get to the next one. Far out! We'll get to that one later. Oh my god. I don't have that much brain. It's okay, fun. First thing first, saying that the rook is up there is basically saying, you know what I love? Landlords. You know what I love? Mean? <laughs> <laughs> the idea of anyone of that, you know, simple, right up the front, pushing hard, working for the people, they can become anything. They can become a queen if they want. And they're looking at that and they're saying, no, own landlords die. Oh. And I think, it's a bit of a backwards way to look at it. I'm still <laughs> lost on why rocks are landlords. Oh, it's, it's, a a it's a building. It's a castle. Oh. The, you're yeah, sorry. No, <laughs> there was a second. Oh, no, 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 no. It's all good. You're good. Like eight jumps and ADHD logic. I thought, like, for you, I assumed you are going to say the fourth. The what? working class. Well, it's a game. I can, I can. <laughs> why do you assume that I, I'm a one-track sort of pony? But yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm like because I'm pretty sure at any point in time you could turn around and there'd be, you know, a socialist himbo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you've absolutely pegged me. But wait one But here's my question: Why is the knight an obvious choice? Is that concerning? It's a horse. Oh, that is a bit concerning. <laughs> but it wasn't the one mentioned. To be fair. No, it, was. no. it said knight. No, they did say knight. Knight and knight and bishop. Knight and bishop were, the two bishop were like for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. A man of the cloth and a horse. <laughs> yeah. Like I've seen that movie. Like I've seen like that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, like, I, I has think. Has anyone else seen Queen's Gambit? You know that scene where she's like lying on the bed and looking up? I'm pretty sure this is what we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> How does no one grow up playing butt plug chess scandal joke yet? Oh god. Oh god, yes! The one who won the chess game with the blue breaker! Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly won. He allegedly won. He the Definitely had the vibrator up there <laughs> during a chess game. This is a No, the butt plug was there. It was allegedly what helped him win. All right, I'm going to give the context here for everyone so that we can Thank all follow you. along. There is a scandal in the chess community. There are grandmasters being accused of cheating with the use of a butt plug. <laughs> that is essentially and telling them code? which pieces to move. And Morse code, yes. No. Remote control, yeah. but remote control. Control. Morse code. Ah, nice. This is the best thing I've heard in weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think... I could be a chess master. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, on that note, let us consider that question finished. And the answer is, Ella could be a chess master. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Queen. Our Queen, our Queen, everyone. No, I'm going to be a book. The Queen sucks at the <laughs> <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> I'm sorry. With Halloween around the corner, what gaming couple should my partner and I all be? Oh, do we want to get some? Does anyone have suggestions as well? Yeah, I'd love to hear some from the yeah, oldest ones. I would say um, the Pixar lamp and the uh, <laughs> Which one's which? Which one are you? <laughs> yeah. Let's delve into that. <laughs> no, I'm going bright red. Uh, all right. Oh, uh, to the colleague in the red shirt. Ladies, I would trust you and Matt Pat. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, in a baby beyond. <laughs> oh yeah. Another one. Oh, if wait, was that just it? If you're okay with some, if you're okay with some pet play, Pikachu and Ash. Yeah. Oh. 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 I was gonna say Yoshi and Mario. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't, I didn't read the bit where it said couple, and mine was really dark because I was gonna say Joel and his dead daughter. Oh. <laughs> Question done, or do we yeah. have a serious answer, people? I had a serious no, answer. No, you've got the serious answer, but anyone else? I, I did a cute one before. Me and my partner, um, we did Bemo and um, oh. Ben. Oh. That's cute. That is it was cute. like a, I love box costumes. It was great. Can you yeah. make it weird? No, we're not making this weird. This is too whole song. Mario and Luigi. That's just cute. Oh, this is cute. They're brothers. <laughs> no, but they like I assume they're not brothers in real life. But it's what? this. It Sorry, in real life. The cosplayers. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, if it's a oh, look, we do not, we do not condone incest on this panel. Thank you very much. I never got the picture. Let us, let us bring an end to this sorry question <laughs> and jump to the next one. My boyfriend has joined my D&D session with friends and his character is having an illicit relationship with one of my friend's characters. Am I crazy for being jealous? Cool. Wait, if it's illicit, is it happening at the table or is it happening like not at the table? I think it's like, like verbally like happening. Okay. Okay. Also, like I nestled into your... It really depends on that, doesn't it? If they're like, and then these two disappear for something, it's fine. But if they're like staring at each other across the table and being like, can I touch the fly? 
while you're sitting there, oh. that becomes very awkward. Then I reach for the queen chest. <laughs> <laughs> the rook, the rook we discussed. Sorry, the rook. The rook, the rook. No, they're not very good at it. They're further into the well, queen. Yeah, of course. <laughs> No, no, it's very vague. Has that really changed things? What's a lizard folk and then other ones are goblin? I mean, we have at it, but if it's two humans... Why does that change Why is that really better? Yeah, yeah, I gotta say, it's obvious reason. Alright, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna ask for the audience. We understand it is the night shift, but if we do have a contribution, please put your hand up, just so that we can bring some order to this madness at this late hour. So I actually want to show our hands, like, Hands up if you think it matters what race they are. That's such a weird thing to say. <laughs> I don't know why you asked that question. Like if they were an, like if it matters. Is it? Uh, what well, I think fantasy lineages. It's a race. Um, I think. Look, it's this thing. Um, to it's answer in a serious like way, yeah. if you are feeling jealous, you know, you gotta tell them that you're feeling a certain way. I've been at a at a table where it wasn't anyone in couples or anything, but where two people probably took something a bit too far for the rest of the table, and everyone's a bit like, I don't know if I enjoy sitting through this anymore. Um, and it was getting really detailed. And then it had to be a discussion of, maybe in the future, let's just... And then it fades to black. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is a discussion that, like, look... GM really should be having this discussion mm. like before the game starts, the game session, and, and talk about what are called lines and bends, right? So, you know, uh, where's the line for stuff that we will not have in this game? I know some game groups are just, look, no sex, like, we're just not going to have it. Others have it as a veil, which is, it can happen in the game, but we're not going to roleplay it. And if that's what's happening in this game, I, I, I will feel uncomfortable in that too. It's the word illicit. That's yeah, illicit. That really does so, worry me. Right, so would it be less of an issue if it was, like, if those two characters were in character in a relationship? Is that the problem? No. No, the problem is that the players are in the relationship and they don't like that they're being weird in game. Yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> it. I think the I think fairest thing really is can't. to ask to move that in-game relationship to a threesome. Even further, full on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've had so many D and D groups break up because of thirsty nerds. I really can't lose another one. Did you write this? She's here taking notes. You're at the D and D table, and then like some of your party members end up banging, and then the whole thing gets. Yeah. How many times has this happened? Oh, at least six. <laughs> I've never been involved in the nonsense, thank you. I, I, I take D&D very seriously. You gotta play. I, I don't wanna play. They, ruin, they get ruined, sorry. No, it's all good. Yeah, uh, yeah no, so look, I, I've, been a, I've been a GM uh, for one of these games, and yeah, I pretty much am just like, look, let's, let's bring it to a pause. Like, this is not gonna be going any further. I can see that this is making other players uncomfortable. You know, if we, you, if characters are gonna have relationships, like, you know, is look, there, I played. Oh. Is there any like mechanic in the game? This is kind of like in Final Fantasy, where there was a specific mechanic 
where it's the like if you're married you get to have this really cool mount. Yeah, um, the rings that like, you tell yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry. No, no, it's not like that in D and D. It's no. just you get to pretend to fuck. Unless the DM uh-huh. is very into it. Oh and no! It's like your infinite bond lets you now astral teleport for no apparent reason. <laughs> Keep doing it, and I shall reward you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, fundamentally, this is a conversation that needs to happen between uh, at least these two people, potentially mm-hmm. the entire group, um, about what people are comfortable with at the gaming table. Um, and Jealousy happens, I guess. I think the cool thing here is, am I crazy for being jealous? No, 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 no. not at all. <sighs> I'd, I'd be jealous, probably. Yeah, yeah. I would be. I'd throw hands. I want an illicit <laughs> relationship like, at the table. My character would be, as soon as anything's happening, I'm like, great, I am just going to meteor this entire thing. <laughs> this is how they fall flat. Yeah. Rocks fall from the ceiling, everyone dies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alright, I think we've, we've resolved that one. Uh, Pixel Hearts. Me and my partner don't game together anymore, and I miss it. We used to at the start of our relationship, but now we don't. And when I ask my partner to play together, even offering to play what they want, they often seem uninterested. Please help. Is this, is this the wife of the guy that doesn't want to play? Oh, <laughs> no! Oh, 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 I made it sad. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that. Um, no, again, it's that difficult thing of if it's, from the sound of the question, it comes across as it, there is no together time, and it's what I said before. If there's no together time and it's only alone time, then what's the point of being together? Um, you need a balance between the two. Um, it's harder to balance when you've been together yeah. as well. Like, it gets hard. I'll be honest, me and my husband, I play Final Fantasy, he plays Minecraft, and then maybe once a fortnight we go, we are playing Destiny and we'll play it for six hours <laughs> and that will be fine for the next fortnight, but we did something together. There was a, there was a thing I was going to mention last time as well with the other question. Uh, so I, both me and my partner have ADHD. And, I'm pretty uh, sure most of this panel does. Yeah, we, <laughs> I'm pretty sure most of this room does. Hey. Hey. Uh, and so things like Parallel play is really nice, so actually just being in the same room and even if you're playing a different game. Um, or, I mean this is much more specific, but it's like a, I don't know, talking from experience. Because it's the same with work, right? Having a body double there, so it's like doing chores is really difficult, it's so much easier when someone else is there too. So I think these are just kind of like general things. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying to the partner, hey, I really miss playing games with you, but
Um, I do have something to say to that, and I think that it's a really hard field to navigate, but I'm going to be a little bit mean, and I'm going to say that like, if you don't want to spend time with your partner doing anything, because it sounds like this person has like, offered to play what they want and has been trying this for a while, Like, the other party needs to think to themselves, like, do they even want to be in a relationship? Because at some point, it's about compromise, and you actually need to put time into your relationship and have memories and spend quality time together, and it gets harder the longer that you are together. But if you don't want to spend time with your partner, maybe you just shouldn't be with anyone. And I get it, like some people find it convenient and it's easy, but it's not fair to not be meeting someone's emotional needs and not be willing to have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Particularly if this is just something that has brought them together mm. and was quite meaningful. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, they, yeah, the partner in this relationship does, does bear a little bit of it that they need to, like, I guess, find a way to engage with this person who is feeling like disconnected from them, right? Mm. Um, and like always, this is a this is a conversation. It might be a difficult one where you do come to that conclusion where, look, you know, it, it isn't working out. Like uh, they're going in a different direction. It could be for any number of reasons, um, and it may not necessarily be anything even to do with with your partner. Maybe you know they've got a new career, or you know something else is taking their sort of time and energy. Um, and yeah, that's a question of sometimes just capacity about what they can do with the relationship, whether they can sustain it. I have a, a final point. Mm -hmm. Cowboy? Mm. <laughs> I thought she was about to her. No, I'm not going to geek her. No, 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 no. It's fine. I'm sorry. Um, poly relationships, mm. right? The whole idea of having polyamorous relationships, to an extent, is the idea that putting the requirements of one person being your everything for every reason is an unfair thing to ask another human being. This is personal opinion. I'm sorry, I'm not going to keep letting shame all your dreams. Anyway, um, in this case... <laughs> Did you just look at Molly like dead in the eyes? Yes, <laughs> no, no, like you might as well have called her a slur. Oh. <laughs> However, there's always, if you do have like a poly bone in your body, you do have some kind of poly relationship going on, there is a chance that finding something in your place video games with you is a valid way to solve this. Okay. Especially if you're still getting other things from this relationship that aren't just playing games. What if you're not playing? Well then, yeah, that's still the, a problem. Yeah, yeah okay. fucking throw them in a ditch, you're done. But if otherwise... This, if this is the only problem and everything else is it sweets, times, uh, uh, I was nearly going to go southern there. Um, <laughs> from the audience, or we can try this fucking thing. <laughs> so, uh, questions? questions from the audience, give a round of applause or cheers. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We've already got some. Yeah. 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 
got hands okay. up. We got good And guys. who wants uh, this mammoth thing? This is gonna go. I can do a transatlantic accent. That's what do you I want to do a transatlantic accent for this thing? Transatlantic accent. Okay. It's not quite American and not. Not quite American and not quite British. Oh, howdy! It's literally fuck a howdy. Oh god. She's immediately going southern. Transatlantic howdy. I'm a 30 year old non-binary DIY.
And I think the biggest thing in this is, um, it sounds like what they want is a relationship that's born from something quite natural. Um, and if the dating apps are not achieving what they need and it's proven that it's not achieving what they need, they need to, I think, not engage with it in a way of chasing the romance, but rather like, I know this is the, it's the worst thing to say, don't go looking for love, love will find you. It doesn't always find you. Be open to it, but don't go into relationships and friendships exclusively looking for it to develop into that. And you can then create a connection. And once you have that proper bond with someone, it gives you the ability to go that little bit further with it. Um, yeah. If it's reciprocated as well, like ultimately, like my advice, so just to be clear, I'm terrible with dating apps. I, I'm better at just like, just finding people in whatever sort of situation metal concerts, D and D conventions, like all that sort of stuff. Didn't I can we have an episode where we tried to help you build Katie. Yeah. Yeah, he was really bad at it. I was <laughs> terrible at it. I think it goes live in three weeks. Yeah. So you can you can actually hear us uh, do a bit of a deep dive on my terrible fucking dating game on, on mine apps, right? It is bad. I'm sorry, just no. Um but like yeah, like the the approach that I that works for me is that you know, you don't go in looking for like that sort of end goal of a romantic sort of connection. You approach it more in terms of, look, you know, I want to connect with people. I want to make friends. I want to have a good time. And I want other people to have a good time with me. Um, and in doing that, if nothing else, you end up with friends. Maybe you'll end up with something more. Um, but yeah, it, it creates these bonds that I think, you know, build the networks that get you connected to other people that may want to connect with you in that sort of capacity. Um, and yeah, if you're aiming for something a bit more sort of naturalistic, less like forced through through a dating app, um, then yeah, I think it's the I think it's a better approach to just sort of aim to sort of find people in in sort of like those other <laughs> those other avenues rather than maybe going through a dating app. I feel uh, like a tip for dating apps. I feel like I'm really good at dating apps. I've sussed it, but I've been to be on dating apps for very long. Don't last on them for very long because if you want to date men. Just make your profile a Nick, and they're really into it. Like my entire profile was, I'm better at video games than you. And oh wow, oh I had no issues finding anyone. <laughs> they all wanted to prove me wrong. It was great. Okay. I think as I said, this person goes into um, not feeling like they can go to bars or that kind of thing. But again, it's that thing of getting stuck into the idea of that's the only other alternative. Um, if you're looking for someone with that kind of connection, hobby. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a very Classes. specific suggestion. Join a sword fighting group. Yeah. Oh because my god. You yeah. beat the shit out of each other and then get this. It's the end of the night. It's humid. They pull off the wet gambeson. They pull off theirs. They litter the sweat in the air. You look at each other across the room. You're bruised, but you give each other that sly smile. It slowly blossoms over weeks of you beating the shit out of each other and taking off gambesons. Um, and some sword fighting groups maybe are a little bit more focused on actual sword fighting. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, with that. But also, when you're sweaty, you take your gambeson off. That's how you know if you got good pheromone matches. Yeah, so oh. very true. Yeah. Ella, weren't you in the ACA? Yeah, so? I did a lot of sword yeah, fighting. We I got very sweaty. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. something there. Yeah. Uh, just on the, just on the notion of uh, your, uh, what you said about the sword fighting group uh, and giving each other looks. 
Yes, so the, the note is the person um, is autistic um, and believes that and they are getting tested for ADHD. So obviously that does mean that you have to approach it in a very different way. With well, that. I mean, like, looks are, looks are basically going to be impenetrable to someone yeah. in that situation. Yeah. There's uh, also great neurodivergent spaces where you can meet other mm-hmm. people as well, like online with discords and things like that. Oh, I'm answering something seriously. Um, but there are a lot of like really good online communities where you can make those connections and you can talk to those people and have like friendships and relationships blossom as well. It's about finding people that have similar interests and even similar interests are important, but they're not the most important thing. I think shared values and things like that are more important. So if you align on those things and you find communities where people do share similar morals and values, like from there it is much easier to understand if you have a future with someone and then potentially have something become something else. Statistically, um, you're likely to settle with your partner if you have the same sort of formal alignment. Mm. Statistically. So, uh, so to our very patient uh, redhead over there. Yeah, um, I actually started a queer board gaming group because yeah. I was absolutely sick of not meeting like women who I wanted to date. Unfortunately, I discovered that I actually really hate most board games. <laughs> oh no! The first step you need to double check if you enjoy doing it. But. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's and a good way to do it. It's yeah. like from birth. Yeah. Making the group that you Start need group. to see. But it's even fantastic. I like it's worth looking out there as well for those groups. I know like um the you know, I'm one of the admins that doesn't really do anything because of the pandemic sort of that, but of a um, comic book group that was a queer comic book group as well as now a pop culture group. Um and I know as well, like just I think last month a new um queer film group uh popped up um that blew up on TikTok of all places um, and has become really popular. So it's a matter of finding those communities and if they don't exist, do exactly what you've done, create it. Yeah. But may, maybe try and enjoy the thing you are creating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check that first. Yeah. Yeah. That's also, step I like, one. Also, I like board games. I like board games. I like to play, except I didn't like to see the board games you're on. Oh, God, no. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> one more for So I was speaking as both an autistic person and a professional in the uh, neurodivergent field. Mm. I've learned from so many people <laughs> that um, before you start going out into the dating world, you gotta learn to love oneself. And for many people who are neurodivergent, especially the autistics out there, um, myself included, it can be really tough because when you look out onto TV screens and depictions in the real world of what neurodivergent people are, it's negative. Mm. And it's why I'm actually quite glad that there are communities like you guys out there, because it shows that it doesn't matter your orientation, your gender, your sexuality, or your neurodivergence or disability. It's important that you embrace your inner player, (laughs) your inner self. I'll be contrary to that. I don't think you need to necessarily love yourself to be in a healthy relationship. Honestly, I'm just putting this out there. This is probably going to be a bit of a spicy take. 
But I think that what is more important than loving yourself is actually having self-awareness and good boundaries. And I think that that is actually going to be much more important to the health of a long-term relationship than you just loving yourself. I think there are other things that actually come into play because sometimes people with mental illness or their mental health means that they're never going to truly love themselves and that they're just not deserving of love then. Like, that makes me really sad. And I don't think that's appropriate or real or realistic. And we don't love ourselves all the time, no matter who we are, like, whether we are neurodivergent or not. So I think that having good self-awareness and healthy boundaries and a good sense of self is more important long-term to a healthy relationship than just loving yourself. And other people might disagree and that's fine, but that's just, that's what I believe in. The way I I usually phrase it, right, is that people in a relationship, um, you are individuals still, but when you come into a relationship, that is also its own being, but you are still people, right? That relationship is its own entity, that's the word. I should say, I meant, I know I said loving yourself, but I should have been saying understand yourself and what makes you, you. Yeah. No, even, even with that, like, you're right, people do say that you should love yourself first. Like, All that's time. A, a common thing. And All honestly, as, as Ella said, I, I don't think that's the most important thing because I've been in relationships with people who love themselves perfectly fine. <laughs> 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 So did we have, uh, did we want to do one last question from the audience in the last four minutes? Because obviously we've proved ourselves, right? We have we proved ourselves. We, yeah. <laughs> we, have two, we, we, we can probably fit both in. Yeah, just, we're gonna start well, I'm going to try and say this in as much chat as possible. Go for it. I'm glad you said this because, again, having read the full answer before I had to uh, kind of paraphrase it down, there, it, it also didn't get into any of that even. It was very much kind of about, um, you know, how they're viewed from the outside and how, how they're being, how they view themselves through a lens of other people as well in terms of that. And it is still identity and it's still important, but it was a thing at the end of reading the full um, version of it that I had. I felt like, yes, I know the situation, but I didn't know the person in any shape, way, or form. I, yeah, I think being able, like... But it's difficult, though, because that's how a lot of society will police that this person as well. They they exist as these labels, not just as uh, who they are beyond this, so they feel that's how they need to um, present themselves. I think uh, a lovely uh, audience member here kind of put it succinctly when they said that the cultural view of mm. this group is very shitty. And in fact, yep. the cultural view of every group except a very, very <laughs> thin line here is always going to be shitty, and this is why we should burn it all down and start again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, Are we? Oh, no. I thought you were going to say everyone should join a library again, because that was a good, good take as well. Yeah. Yeah. Don't join yeah. a library. Okay.
<laughs> yeah, I think we had a couple more show of hands. Uh, yes. It's gonna be hard to follow burn it all down. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll try, we'll try. Uh, you get, um, this is sort of, this is sort of uh, leapfrogging off of something you said about what this person should actually do. Mm -hmm. Like joining, uh, like finding a group that supports their hobby. Uh, but here's the question. Once you're actually in one of those groups, how do you know what, I'm, uh, cards on the table, this is basically me talking about my personal experience. Okay. How do you know when it's appropriate to approach someone? How do you know what to say? How do you I've always oh. been oblivious. Here's the, here's the best answer I can give you. Ask them. Yeah. <laughs> because honestly, I miss I tells do. all the time. Mm -hmm. I have had people being like, oh, I was, I was in love with you for three years. You had no idea. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I should have just asked at some point. Honestly, being completely, if this person is interested in you at all, they're interested in you for you. And the you that has to ask, hey, are you interested in, is the person they're interested in. So the very act of asking is so quintessentially you that if it works, they're into you. That's putting, it. Putting yourself out is scary. And okay. it's something that you, you are never going to know. And there is going to be rejection and it is going to hurt. Um, it is unfortunately reality, but it's also the thing of anyone that would put you in a position of of hurt over asking, over not understanding the situation, is a person that was not worth the relationship in the first place. So I think it is something that is not going to be easy, and there is no straightforward answer to it. But even th but the get hurt isn't it the sort of thing that can actually cause a dysfunction within the group itself? Like if I like if I actually talk to someone and say. Uh, uh, say I'm interested in you, are you interested in me? Their reaction might might not just be, no, I'm not interested, it's, this is weird for me now, I just want to leave. I well, think that, the, that you can actually handle that a little bit yourself. Um, so one of the ways that I also approach this, so I also have concerns about sort of navigating that. Um, it depends on sort of the context that you're approaching them in. You give them sort of the space to say no, if they feel comfortable to, and, and let them know that, look, you know, if you're not, feeling the same way for me, that's okay. I really like you as a friend too, and I'm happy to continue that. And every time I've asked someone that, when I've given them that space to say no if they wanted to, um, and they have said no, um, you know, it's been able to like survive, survive. The relationship, or the platonic relationship has been able to survive. Um, and yeah, I think being open and honest, um, and yeah, basically saying like, you know, you can certainly like flatter them. Like, I think you're you're very charming and witty, and you know, I'd love to spend more time with you. But you know, even if that means that we're just as friends, like, I wouldn't mind that as well. And I think that, like, I've seen quite a few heads nod here as well. I think that that's something that, you know, if you get propositioned with that, I think you you'd feel comfortable saying no, and if nothing else, you'd feel comfortable with a friend, hopefully. Also, when somebody like goes up and tells someone else they like and that person's not interested also giving the uninterested party the opportunity in that safe space to create boundaries with you as well in a way that benefits you both to come back to a really strong platonic friendship is important so if that person is like cool like you let me know i'm not interested i need time from you like respecting that boundary and also like 
asking if they have any boundaries, if they say no and there's like any weirdness being like, hey, like what do you need from me? How do we navigate this together? You know, I want you to be comfortable and then adhering to that person's boundaries as well go a really long way as to not rocking the boat in a friendship group too. And I think that just being mindful of the fact that, you know, one consent really important. We love just like talking to people and sort of sussing the vibe and seeing like what's right and getting like very clear indication like yes or no on how to proceed but also respecting someone's boundaries if they're like no and I actually just need time and space from you and just being like okay you let me know when like you're comfortable like picking this up again we'd love to be friends and having that really open discussion and actually having those boundaries in place if somebody lets you know or even if you like ask for what would make them more comfortable I think really helps. So it's very complicated but in the end key things are be open about it and talk to them give them space to back off and give them space to make it comfortable again if they need something mm. and you should be good like yeah. there's also an element of if you're doing these things and you're doing them all in like a good form and you're doing what you can then kind of on them because it sounds like you've been pretty good about it mm. right yeah. and just because of the fact that you know that you have trouble with communication or like picking up these looks doesn't mean it's your fault if they fuck it up. I think that's the important thing is to understand as well that um, as an uninterested party does not reflect on you. It is not that you have done something wrong. It is not that you are a bad person. If someone is not interested, it means that it is not the right connection. Or maybe and it's not nothing the right you've done. I think that's the key thing that I think a lot of people when they, like I've had it before as well, and you know, you're receiving rejection, you immediately <laughs> go, oh, it's me, I'm that. It's not, it's not, it's not you, and it's not any, any uh, it is not ever anyone, it's just some connections were not meant to be. Well, it's yeah. like you're not interested in every person you meet, like most people aren't, like it's very normal to not be interested in every single person that you meet, and that's mm. fair and valid, and it's not, saying that that person is like not right or is lesser than it's just that we don't always vibe with everyone or want to be with everyone and that's not a reflection on you it's just that we all have that and if you have that towards other people other people will have that towards you and that's fine yeah so if i may just add the last point uh before we finish up uh look be confident in the friendship that you have with this person um if you're sort of talking to them about potentially engaging in a different way or exploring a different sort of relationship dynamic um, and also make sure that before you ask, that you are comfortable if they say no. Yep. Um, because ultimately that will be the big deciding factor if they do turn you down, whether the group were able, will be able to sort of navigate it. Because you need to be comfortable with the platonic dynamic as well um, in order to truly have the other person be comfortable with, I guess, exploring the romantic dynamic with you as well. Um, now, I'm afraid that is all the time we have today. We have to let these lovely enforcers go back home because they've got another day of this all again tomorrow. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for coming tonight. Round of applause for the enforcers. We have a link there to our link tree where you can listen to our podcast that comes out every Thursday in little 15 minute increments. Um, we will also be releasing a video of this. Um, no. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll be doing that. 
doing that. Absolutely. But um, as we always sign off with the podcast as well, um, if you have any um, questions for the Pixel Hearts, if we can help you with your love life, send us a question and we will answer it on the podcast. And until next time, be kind to each other. Thank <laughs> you.